The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. Hey, it's six. I should be able to do whatever I want. And Paula. I wish someone would fluff their peacock feathers for me every now and then. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth, episode 122. Ugh! Ugh! That was interesting. Hey, that was a good one. It was, you know what, it was, you're right. It was a good one. you know, for, uh... Thick I don't throat. know. Yeah, I guess. Thick I don't know what it is. If it's the air or if it's the breeze or now supposedly there's smoke. Did you hear that? That there's a big brush fire and it was started by a cyclist who pooped and then he lit his poop on fire. What? No. Uh, where did you hear that? I read it. Well, on Facebook. So obviously, oh, well, okay. obviously it's true. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> was it like uh, the onion.com? No, or it wasn't. I always look because I've done that. I've made that mistake before, too. <laughs> That shows you how outrageous life is when you can't tell if the onion is funny or is true or not. You know, Victor and I got into like the worst debate last night. Um, He was at work and I was here and we were debating about something and he was quoting these things and I'm just like, you are quoting these things as gospels, but I'm like, they are literally memes from Facebook. <laughs> oh, memes? Or memes or whatever they're or called. Whatever. I don't even know what they call those. Memes, memes. Meme. Whatever. I don't know. But I'm just like, I'm like, don't be that person, you know? Make sure it's real. You know what? The internet is so ridiculous anymore anyway. You can't do anything without pissing someone off or, or uh, yeah, I've seen that a million times. Why are you posting it? I just try and avoid making myself look more stupid than I already am in some ways. So <laughs> You had posted. It was, I didn't approve it because, you know, everybody that tries to post something to my timeline, I now have to approve it because, God forbid, somebody posts a photo of me that I don't want on there. Yeah, because they exist, I'm sure. They do. Which oh, is why I have not this. like nudity ones, but ones where you've fallen into bad light. <laughs> yes, when I've fallen into some bad light or whatever, bad angles. Any profile shots will automatically be denied. I can tell yes. you that Yes, and so uh, now I have this where you have to approve it. Okay, so yesterday I had posted the thing that you you had added to my timeline page where it says, my elbow hurts, WebMD, you have elbow cancer. <laughs> yes. Okay, I posted that like six hours before you put that on my timeline going, this is you. And I'm like, Yes, no kidding. I had like 25 likes on it. Okay. Where were you? Well, clearly Facebook, <laughs> I don't know what is up with Facebook. And, oh my God, I hate how, they keep changing it. How they sort what they sort. But I, I mean, know. there are things that I like. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then it was like done two days ago. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to comment it now, you know, because now I, mean, I look I sound like, like a, a moron. Fool. Like, oh, I, I wasn't paying attention to you. And now suddenly I am. And I wouldn't even know how to like sort it to like just most recent 
it's you know what it, the, the thing is is that whenever i get irritated or frustrated by social media i like i want to slap myself because it's so unimportant i know it is <laughs> and I, yet i get angry and it's like one more thing to get frustrated at thank you very much no, it's right up true. it ranks right up there with paying for television it makes me crazy i just can't take it i you know and i was actually just thinking about that like if i actually cared enough i'm sure i could have like reduce my you know, utility bill mm-hmm. by not paying for Comcast or because we have we have Amazon Prime, we have right. Netflix, and we also have cable. Comcast, right. And so I'm thinking, I'm sure I can watch all of those shows on one of those platforms. Probably. You know? But I think the thing is, is I like I just like the surf, you know, I like to be able yes. to surf and see what's on. And except for when I suggest a show that you've absolutely freaking refuse to watch. I don't know what your problem is with it. You need to let it go. You need to uh, you need to just embrace and watch the show. I just have no more capacity for like any other reality <sighs> television. It's not OK. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> it is reality sister. television. Hold on a second. Trust me when I tell you, I promise you, it is not what you think. It is not scripted like you think. The cameramen and the producers are constantly talking. It is a very open, non-scripted show. It's We're talking about, I am speaking of the Leah Remini show, It's All Relative. The season two started this week. It starts off the first, the first episode, and I understand why they have to revisit it. They have left Scientology. Their entire family left Scientology. Oh, so even her parents now. Oh yeah, and her and her mom is the one that raised her and her sisters in Scientology. And Leah was the first to leave very publicly because she had some concerns about what she was seeing, and they were telling her family that you can no longer associate with her. And yeah, they the thought she was like a a suppressive person. Yeah, right. And she was just and you'll you will see it on the show. She's like, I basically I realized that if I was to raise my daughter and she has an 11 year old daughter, if I was to raise her in this religion or cult, as her brother in law calls it. Oh, and he was in it, too. And so they had a therapy session and they were all talking about their issues because they were all raised in this and they are feeling a sense of loss. They lost a lot of friends and and some family that, not this family, but the brother-in-law lost his mother and father to it. He doesn't speak to his family anymore and it's heartbreaking. And so they revisit this because she's in therapy for real. They don't, they don't, it's not like um, Gene Simmons where you get to go into the therapy office. It's off camera. You don't see that. But they did a group session with this woman who specializes in people who leave cults. And they all have their issues. And it was actually quite moving and very informative. And hmm. so I strongly suggest that you watch it. Leah Remini, you will see she's a lot like me. And that's okay. probably why I love her so much. Her baby sister, the two of them are like two peas in a pod. And that's probably why I love the love it so much. You will see it. And please watch it. And all you right, don't have I'll to watch You do not have to watch last season. You can start off with season two episode one and you will get the full gist they recap everything but see that's why i have such a hard time with certain shows because everyone's just like oh i just you know like there's already six seasons and right you know, i'm like <laughs> if i'm ever gonna understand anything i'm gonna have to start over and i don't have all day to be just you know no it's not like that being on television yeah you will i i 
I'm not saying that you'll be like, oh my god, I love it. Because I have a personal, I have a soft spot for Leah Remini. I've always, even when she was on Saved by the Bell, I loved her. No, yeah, I mean, Leah Karoski. I just love, uh, what was her name? Something Karoski. Karoski, something like that. Mrs. Mr. Karoski, and he was, she was the daughter. No, Stacy, Stacy Karoski. I know far too much about Leah Remini's career. Well, that's okay. You're a fan. I am a fan, and I, of course, I loved her on King of Queens. But anyway, please, please, all right, make an effort. All right, you have a week to watch it. I will try record again. So at least one episode, please, one episode. Uh, Hello, friends. Hello, listeners. Thank you for downloading the show and listening. This is Jamie and my sister Paula, and this is our weekly show, The Ugly truth we are at episode 122 i wanted to tell you we went to the beach last weekend oh okay we hadn't gone all summer and i i just well we went to san diego actually i take that back we went to san diego we did go to a beach but you guys are real bodega bay fans we love the sonoma coast northern california we love it so we went it took us like you when you went with your family a few months ago it took us almost four hours to get I there. I told you. It took us literally like five hours. I didn't even think we were going to get there. I, at some point, it was bumper to bumper. There was no event going on either. There's just a lot of construction and a lot of, uh, a lot narrow, of narrowed roads. We were in Santa Rosa somewhere and I said, you know, we're, we're more than halfway there. So we have to kind of go all the way at this point. But I'm telling you now, if I had known that it was going to be this way, we would not be doing this. I can't take this. We, I would rather go to San, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz takes three hours. We could have done that. Yeah, that's true. Although there's a two-lane road going into Santa Cruz, and I mean, you can't guarantee oh, yeah. it wouldn't have been the same. I think just right now, because it's summertime, everyone's out of school. Yeah. It was a weekend. I you absolutely know, hated just, my life. That's why when I try and plan like getaways or things, like we'll go on a Tuesday because I right. don't want to deal with anybody else. I just know? think we, we had never had these issues before in the past. And I'm like, where did all these people come from? But it's ju- it just happened to be one of the most beautiful weekends that the coast had seen in a really long time. And so when we got to the beach, we're like, look, we're staying till the sun sets. Just be prepared. Because well, I'm not good. Because most of the time when we go, I'm like, you know, hour and a half, two hours, we no. split. <laughs> we went to our Whole Foods in Petaluma. We yes. got our healthy food. We bought a bottle of champagne, which is the new tradition. And we get to the beach, finally, and the tide is super in. So and and it was really warm that day. And so when we're going down the stairs to get to the beach, the sand is like two hundred degrees. Ow. Everybody is running. I mean, the surf is in, and so there's a ton of surfers there, which is like my favorite thing. I love watching them surf because I'm not brave. Be careful now because I mean they might oh. get attacked on their surfboard. Let me tell you something. That day, well, we all get to the the cool part of the beach, and so we're all set up. Everybody's set along like six feet away from the water because that sand is cool. Mm-hmm. Watching, there's like twenty surfers out there. the The waves were beautiful. It was just a lo- wonderful day. The water was super clear. The ocean was super clear, and so oh. we were walking out, and the waves were coming in pretty violently in the sense that there was just a ton of water coming in at once. So. On one end, you're standing there ankle deep, and the next thing you know, you're up to your mid-thigh. I mean, the waves were big, you know? And so you know how I feel about the ocean. There are animals in there. Uh, yeah. That's and why I, I only go, like, toe deep. Yeah, I'm not get, a fan. I don't get in there. I mean, and all I'm thinking of, North Carolina, 
North Carolina. <laughs> the well, shark yeah. bites. I mean, they're freaking. And now they're just plucking people off their surfboards. <laughs> I know. And they're everywhere. So I'm like, and this is great white country, folks. This is where yeah. the great whites hang. They like it out here. And so I'm like, just look for fins. I kept saying that. I'm like, look for fins. And so I must have said that like a hundred times. And Daryl's like, there are no sharks. And I'm like, you don't know that. Yeah, you have really. No idea what you're saying. I'd be like, what, what, are you an expert suddenly? <laughs> suddenly I realize, you have, you know, marketing, your marketing strategy encompassed uh, <laughs> great you white know, sharks, shark sightings, possibilities on Radar. the north coast. Right. And so a big wave would come in. And now the water felt amazing, by the way. It was cold, but not like scary not cold. Ice cold. Not like no. the beginning of the summer cold. Exactly. And so I'm standing there. And then suddenly I'm like, like my crotch is underwater. And I'm like, okay. Get out. <laughs> too deep. I can't back up. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm getting out. I'm like, no. I go, listen. First of all, you don't understand our family heritage when it comes to creatures and water and animal life. We don't well, have a good record. I can't be near a body of water. I can't even be near a bucket because I will likely fall in or well, it's just, something will happen. I, there's always a, an animal involved with us and nature. It just never fails. Growing up, mom always said whenever, because we, we used to go to Lake Tahoe a lot. Yeah. And um, mom says, Paula, did you get your extra spare clothes? And I'm like, mom, it's January. <laughs> We're not going. She's like, just bring them, please. And it never failed. We'd be near <laughs> the water and I'll never forget this one time I scared the crap out of mom. I slipped on a rock. Mm. No, I was reaching in to get my um, sunglasses because they fell. And it looked like it was a little shallow area, but it was mm. actually like a big hole. Oh, dear. And I fell in and I was looking up and I was only my face was out of the water. <laughs> and I had my hand up and I'm like, mom. Oh, my and, God. I mean, can Paula. you imagine if your child no. did that? No. Like, I, I mean... I've never seen mob move so fast in my life. <laughs> yeah, well. But we had to stop at, you know, the local Rite Aid and buy sweats and, you know. Long you johns. Know, canvas shoes and, oh, you know, dear. just the regular stuff because I, I can't be near water. That I is so weird. Be. I didn't know that about you. Well, in, in my in my uh, recollection, anything that involves our family, uh, not Daryl, but mom and all of us children, um, an animal will appear. There will be some kind of animal interaction when we're in nature, whether it's camping or the mountains or Tahoe or the beach, always some kind of creature. And this has been going on since mom was a small child. This is not like a new thing. This is no, like generational. It's like, it's like our lineage. Yes. So autoimmune disorder and animals have <laughs> right. to be on our family I crest. I was going to say that. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're really seeing it now. You know, we're seeing what we're all made of. And so I said, listen, I go, I realize you're so confident, but I'm telling you the the history will dictate that a shark is going to rear its head somewhere and bite me. And then what, what are you going to do then? Huh? What are you going to do then? Especially with, okay, so two things. One you and Daryl next to each other. If I had to pick a thigh that I would eat. Oh, it ain't going to be his. It's not going to be his. It's not going to be his frog leg. It's going to be my <laughs> no. ham hock. Right. It's God. not cutthroat kitchen. You know, this is <laughs> this is the real life. Yes. And two, the minute like ocean water comes near my crotch, I am terrified of whatever parasite or like little fish or something swim that up will there. swim up my vag yep. and like cause you know rectal bleeding or anything i don't know what it, what it is well so, you know why you know why you have that that healthy fear 
is what? because mom had a friend who went to Mexico and swam in the beach, frolicking. For just a mere moment, she let her guard down, and she had a parasite crawl up her snatch. Mm-hmm. And then she proceeded to bleed, and the Mexican doctor said, oh, yeah. She's like, you don't understand. I had a hysterectomy <laughs> 10 years right. ago. I shouldn't be bleeding. You know, and then it proceeded to have uncontrollable diarrhea for three years. Yeah, she was the one that had to rapidly leave Home Depot because she shit her pants. That's the kind of stuff that happens in the sea. That's why I'm saying, like, I only will go about toe deep and only if I can ensure I don't have any cuts or anything like that, you know, on myself because I don't want... To end up with like a bot fly or I don't know what it is. Oh but. my god, Paula, it's so true. And so anyway, I I'm like too deep. Look for fins, and you know I sounded like Rain Man in the water, but <laughs> it did feel good. But I was like I I kept going, <gasps> you know I was like freaking myself out. And I'm like oh. Daryl half to death, and Daryl's just like you're fine. God, come out here. I'm like no. I'm like I'm not. Right. I'd be like, famous last words. Enjoy your shark shish kebab. I'm out. Really? I was just, but it was a great time. It was just like, it just took so long to get there. And it's like, you want to, you know, I said, if we had left an hour early, we'd be okay. But our effing dog escaped. Bodega oh, escaped geez. the yard because the neighbor, um, you know, we have one of those fences where it's like every six planks you're responsible for. Oh, the good neighbor fence. Yeah, we have the good neighbor fence. Uh-huh. And so his side of the, this neighbor's side of the fence needs to be reinforced or, you know, whatever. Right. It's rusted out a bit. Well, Bodega was uh, barking at something, probably a cat, because we have some feral cats on the other side of the fence. And he put his paws up and pushed the plank c- clean out and, you know, got out. Decided he was like, oh, cool, escape. So he got out and ran off. And so we were literally getting ready to pull out when we noticed that the plank was gone and that we had to go search for him. So we found him. The neighbor found him and walked him back. Daryl reinforced the fence on the other side and everything was good. Everything was fine. But it took an hour. And so by the time we got on the road, you know, we hit everything. But luckily, you know, but it was still it was a great trip. But honestly, it wasn't worth it. We didn't get home till like 1130. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. Go to UGLEETruth.com or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. We've decided that the theme of this show would be death, sex, and other stuff. Let's talk about death initially because this is something that kind of consumed your life last week and it, it's kind of carried over a little bit this week. Um, but to kick off the thing, we had talked about my fish, remember? Flutter, <laughs> remember yes. Flutter? You said he was literally on death's, you know, trident's front door. That evening, he croaked. Aww. He died. He finally freaking died. Now, How can you tell? Did he float to the top? Daryl dealt with it. He's like the the fish died. Kenzie, Kenzie, who is the an, one of many animal lovers in this home, the one that wouldn't allow us to put it in the disposal or did in the pond. Have, did she have to confirm it? She confirmed the death. <laughs> and then all I know is I went downstairs after we recorded our show, and there was a black pillowcase over the fish tank. <laughs> what? <laughs> with a sad face sticky note on it, 
And I went, what is oh. this? Is this confirmation that the fi- that Flutter has finally kicked the bucket? She is goes, it, yes. W- was there lamb's blood sprinkled anywhere? Or I mean, like, <laughs> Flutter Jesus. has passed. Was she and sitting I, in, was Mackenzie sitting in the middle of the kitchen floor with ash on her forehead? Was she, was she uh, tearing at her garments and yeah, eating her really? chest? Jeez. No. Breaking terracotta pots in anger. <laughs> <laughs> no. That, that must have occurred while I was up here recording the show and saying fuck a lot. But no, she, she the fish had died. And so Daryl disposed of it. Of course, now you can't just dispose of it. It has to be done properly. And I said, well, I asked him, I go, well, what did you do? He goes, well, I threw it in the garbage. And I what? said, okay. Why didn't yeah. you flush it? Hey, you know what? I have a problem with flushing things. What if they come back up and float around? I can't do it. Oh, so I can't the dead have fish it. ends up in the toilet. Yeah, that's terrible. So it's in. It was in the garbage, and he took it out, and he just looked at me. This gave me this weird little look, and he's. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He goes, well, "I'm throwing away the garbage." I'm like, "What's in the garbage?" He goes, "Well, flutters in the garbage." I'm like, "All right, bye. Take it out." You didn't even want to like let the kids try and bury it or anything. No, 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 no. We he's gone through that thing. I okay. made him have a funeral for our first beta. Like a full-blown funeral we had because I insisted upon it. Yeah, that's weird. We literally gathered around an Altoids tin that I buried in the backyard at our old house. (laughs) Flutter was done. And then you tell me, not on the air or not on the show, that everything's all a flutter because someone has passed. So um, on Victor's side of the family... A majority of the family lives in Oklahoma, like his extended family, like his uncles, his grandparents, you know, Mm -hmm. his parents. And then there's some family here in California. Well, a lot of the family that lived in Oklahoma used to live in California. Mm. So Victor has had, since I've known him, going on 11 years, his great-grandmother, Dorothea. And she was old even when I met her. Okay. She didn't care for me. Yes. She's a firm believer in like, you know, your first marriage is your only marriage. Well, Victor and I have both been married before. And so she always believed that Victor should have been with his first wife and all that stuff. And Mm. so for many, many years, she just referred to me as Victor's concubine. (laughs) Because she wouldn't use the word whore. That was the equivalent of calling me a whore. Right. By this point, you know, Victor and I had been married many years. We had Ryan. We had Olivia. And I'm like, you know, he was married to his first wife for like two and a half years. Right. Barely any length of time. Mm. So anyway, eventually we became, you know, cordial. And she would just be like, hello, Paula. That's just kind (laughs) of how she would talk to me. God. And so anyways, Grandma Dorothea unfortunately passed away. At the age of 96. Okay, so she so she lived a nice long she, life. She lived a very full life. Okay. And when I met her, she talked a lot about her husband, Victor. So Victor, my Victor, is named after her husband, Victor. And he died in 1976. Okay. So he died almost 40 years ago. He was a World War II veteran. And so he is buried in the Court of Honor, right. which is, you know, for really decorated uh, service members. Well, the way they did their plots was is he is buried and above him was another plot available for her mm-hmm. when she passed there was suddenly, and this is the thing about funerals, you don't really get a lot of time to, like, you know, no. work things out or plan or whatever. So they had to ship Grandma out 
all the family that was going to come came out. And so like within a day, we had like, you know, five people flying in from all these different airports. His brother flew back from where he's stationed right now. And so it just became like this big deal. Like suddenly everybody was, you know, here, you know, where's everybody going to stay? You know, is the funeral on Friday or is it on Monday? Because I guess it's less expensive if it's on a Friday or a Monday. Then they said, Victor, they want you to be a pallbearer because she was going to be buried, not, you know. Right. uh, So he had just been issued a new dress uniform. And so it wasn't all together. So we spent two days going to Air Force bases to try and get all these, you know, ribbons and tags together to make the uniform appropriate and so my house was just chaos there was clothes there was bags there was you know everything everywhere you know trying to explain to the kids you know what happened which you know the good news was is that no one was terribly sad I guess it wasn't yes it wasn't tragic right so Friday was the funeral so it was the bad dash to the funeral it was very tasteful it was very pleasant um you As know. funerals go, it was pleasant. Well, I mean, I, you know, everyone spoke very highly of her. Did you go up there and say, uh, she always called me her concubine? No, I um, didn't. Actually, Victor took the liberty to do that. Oh, well, that's nice. He thought it was a funny story. And oh, how? You know, what? I was, I was embarrassed, but. Paula? What? He said that? <laughs> yes, he did. He said that in front of people? Oh, no. Okay, I was kidding. Uh, no, he really did. And so I wow, was embarrassed. Wow, that's I mean, brave. Honestly, I don't care because, <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. I, I, I didn't care. I almost wore my black and red high heels and red I would have. I would no, like, I, yeah, see everyone? Yeah. This is what a concubine looks like. Was it? It was playful. You know, it wasn't <laughs> like, you know, he was trying to say anything. But no, I know. But I guess my my question is, didn't he understand what she was saying? Of course he did. Oh, anyways, she's buried. Everything's done. But since then, since all the family's here, you know, there's been barbecues. Oh. Everyone's gone to dinner. You know, most of the family is flying out, has flown out this week. And so it's all done. But it was just like, man, talk about suddenly like, you know, everything going from zero to 60 in in a matter of a moment. The wheels are in motion. (laughs) I love that song. And the thing about, like I said, is, you know, we had been put on notice, I would say, the week before she passed away. Like things were not looking good. But for some reason, the the thought doesn't occur to you to actually prepare, you know? Well, no, because you're, you're just, you know, that's the thing about death, you know, whether it's sudden or this, you have a week or days or hours to prepare. I mean, no one's truly, no one's really truly prepared for a, a family member to go. Yeah. There's only so much you can prepare for until it, ha- you know, there's just only so much you can do. It's just, right. it's just the way, that's just the way it is. Funerals are just as difficult as weddings. Yeah. With the planning and the timelines and, you know, the, the crazy, the crazy cousin or uncle showing up and, you know, trying to screw everything up or someone gets drunk and there's a fight. I mean, it's. Well, that's what I was hoping for because everyone right? went to eat afterwards. She was Irish. Her... So did everybody pour a drink out for her or what? Well, I had a drink, but nobody Hell else yeah. did. 
Be like, the concubine drinks. Yeah, really. I'm like, this is an Irish wake, isn't it? Yes. There should have been a lot of that. Some of the last things that she mentioned before passing was, is like, I'm ready to go. He's waiting for me. Good and Lord. so she's she was just so I've never met someone so madly in love with their spouse. You know, I mean, I, I'd never right. known someone to really just genuinely well, feel that way. No, it could have been part of the times. And yeah. the guy wasn't I mean, her husband wasn't perfect. He was flesh and blood, just like you and I. So, I mean, I'm sure he made mistakes. Well, yeah. But um, for her, you know, that was it. That was the end all be all. And, and hmm. you know, the last 40 years that she lived on her own, you know, she was very lonely because she missed her husband. Yeah, but see, the whole death till you part thing, that kind of gives you the freedom to, you know, find. I mean, I will say, Daryl and I have talked about this. Well, you know me. We've talked about of it course. at length. <laughs> but I've always said to him, you know, as, as a living human breathing person right now, as your wife, to tell you that I would want you to move on and be happy live life embrace it whatever that means to you whether that means having a, another wife which i would hope i mean he we're young i wouldn't want him to be 40 years alone that's that's like hor- to me that's like going to jail i yeah. i would want if i love someone that much i'd be like go live life be happy you know i wouldn't want you to be mourning over me for 40 years i mean that's just me of course right i mean i've definitely heard of women and mostly women i've never heard of a man say it where it's like if you even think about marrying oh, mary jordan stupid i will haunt you for the rest of your life you know well, I, I might mean, put stipulations on specific women i'd be like I, you know, please live your full life but stay away from that cunt because i swear to god i will come out of the grave and i will kill you i will haunt you in your dreams for the rest of your life yes i you know honestly i would absolutely put some concessions there are some women <laughs> there are absolutely some women i'd be like if any of these people even remotely cross your mind understand there is a posse that will come out and deal with it paula and stephanie have the list they so know they will be watching they know <laughs> yes, and, and Daryl knows too. But, you know, for me, I mean, I honestly, if something happened to Daryl, God forbid, I would not be celibate for 40 damn years. There is no way. No, and I don't think that... I mean, I realize I everyone's different, and I'm not judging by any means this woman's choice. But selfishly speaking, I would not be celibate for 40 years because well, I love my husband. I And from what I've experienced, because, I mean, I've been, you know to a few funerals where yeah. the wives have died at, you know, maybe a younger age or something like sure. that. And the men, for whatever reason, men really have no problem remarrying relatively quickly. Widows like, are sexy. Are you kidding? Like a guy can usually be remarried within a year of their wife passing. A man who has stuck by his woman's side until she dies is very sexy to a woman. Right. That is loyalty, that is dedication, that is something that everybody wants. He knows love. That is very sexy to people. And I know for me personally, I might remarry or be with someone else. It would definitely be different. Of course. You know, it would never be the same. But I think my reasons wouldn't necessarily be, you know, for sex, but more or less, you know, I don't want to be alone. You know, I want to have no. a companion. Right. So. Well, I just think that whatever, if something were to happen to me, my, my hope would be that Daryl would not be lonely and that he would find a, a different happiness. 
that would be for me. I mean, I mean, thinking about it now makes me jealous, <laughs> but I'd be yeah. dead. So it wouldn't matter. You know, I'd want him to be happy, period. You know, of course, Daryl's like, he's resolute. No, I will never marry again. I will never love again. I'm like, well, that's not true. You will love again, I think. Yeah. I think you would. I know I would. It would be different, but I absolutely would. I think it would, would just be different. I think of that's just, you know, I think there's always going to be that one person that has your heart, but it doesn't mean that you're incapable of loving others. others. So, you know, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for her being in, you know, wherever she is now, whatever your belief is, and I th- I truly believe she is with her husband Vic. Mm. And and everyone was at peace. There was that you the eulogy part where afterwards everyone could go up and say something if they wanted to. You didn't say anything? No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I was going to say something, but... Well, this is an upset... You know, funerals are not easy. They aren't. Well, so, of course, his daughter, Crystal, she's 12. She's just at that very curious age. And so she's just like, so can we go up and look in the coffin? I said, no, you can't. <laughs> was it open? <laughs> oh, it was open. Well, you should have let her. No, I don't... I Because I had a bad experience, and I don't want to be the one to, you know be the reason she has a bad experience because when our aunt died um i was just gonna say yeah auntie marlene it was um, a bad experience for you well i mean i really loved auntie marlene and we all did so when i saw her in the coffin i went to touch her hand oh and i didn't know it was gonna feel like rocks because because <laughs> they're embalmed embalmed and so after i yeah. touched it i kind of fell backwards and i started to collapse a little bit oh it freaked you out and so you grabbed me and mom did the clench jaw point get her outside <laughs> you know? yes so yeah i remember that funeral you know what i my my take on death is uh well, you know, I'm. it's morbid, but it's not really because things like funerals and the preparation of the bodies and stuff. I've been to, obviously, many different funerals mm-hmm. in my life. When I, my first funeral actually was when my friend died of leukemia when I was 12. Oh, that'd be really hard. There was no casket or anything like that. It was sure. just a memorial. And it was, that was, I was heartbroken, genuinely heartbroken as a 12-year-old. And it takes a lot for a child to really grasp uh, sure. the sadness. But it was very difficult to see the parents crying so hard. Oh that that was actually the really worst. And, and for the first time saw our father cry. Oh, my God. It was really difficult. And then I went to another funeral when I was a junior in high school. Uh, a, a classmate killed himself accidentally drunk driving. Oh. And I went to his funeral and saw the mother uh, again there. And he didn't have he could not have an open casket. Right. But it was the first time that I went to a funeral cognizant of what was going on it was very i was actually quite scared actually it was really scary because it's kind of like when you realize uh how precious life is well and you start to um you know grasp your mortality yeah and 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 how that you know because i mean when you're young you think you'll live forever you don't really think about you don't you you just don't think about it's kind of like animals animals don't know how long they live Right. And then, of course, as an adult, there's been several. I, You know, our Aunt Marlene's funeral was Catholic, essentially, mm-hmm. but it was at the funeral home. And <laughs> the only thing I really remember, obviously, yeah. is that um, our grandmother wanted someone to sing Ave Maria because Aunt Marlene was Catholic. And so uh, we had to bow our heads. And then somewhere hidden in the confines of the funeral home was a woman with an organ 
It was I mean, so bad. It wouldn't end either. And it was we so bad. All were laughing, except for our grandmother, who was very stoic, obviously. Right. But it was, you know, the thing with funerals and weddings and things of this nature, if you can find the humor in it, even for a moment, it's survivable. You know, you can survive it. I told Victor, I said, you know, I'm because I haven't been to a ton of funerals and mm-hmm. I've been to, you know, depending on the religion. They they um, handle the funeral differently. Everything, and, every religion, every culture is different. Right. So um, initially they got up there. They were talking about her. Then someone, you know, her two daughters did sing. Um, oh. I don't know what song it was, but it was, Probably you know, some it was a Christian song. song. And then someone else read a poem and then um, someone else read another poem. And then they started the eulogy where people started talking and stuff. And I'm just like, and then we went to eat dinner afterwards. And so I told Victor, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I didn't know I was going to have dinner and a show today. So, you know, I was <laughs> just so trying funny. to make a joke. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Okay, so let's talk about something much more fun than death. Let's talk, let's about, talk about sex, sex baby. baby. Okay, this was a long time ago. Well, in the world of social media, it was a long time ago. But it said 20 classic sexual positions. It was some article. And I don't... Did you post it? I did. And I I thought what it was is I thought it was going to be like positions. That's what I thought. But it was more or less like situations. Oh, like, God. you know, having sex in an office or, you know, having oh, sex at the park. Because I literally or, thought it was like missionary, doggy style, on top. You know, I was thinking of, I mean, I'm like, yeah, is there I'm really like, 20 I'm classics? like, if I get creative, I might come up with like five. But I, I mean, think I could come you know, up with like five or six. But, but to be honest, there's only three that are worth doing to me. So. Well, you know what? <laughs> Honestly. Daryl has been trying to get me to do reverse cowgirl forever. That does not feel good. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, why? Why? It's just not. Because he wants to look at your butt bouncing. Well, then let's do it doggy style. Because. No, it's not the same. Reverse cowgirl. I know this is like every guy's wet dream. And some girls are compliant and will do it. But it can't possibly be mutually satisfying. It's there not, is nothing about that 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 feels good like, to me. It makes me think of that scene in Alien or Aliens <laughs> where the guy's like the little alien pops out of his chest. Like I feel like I'm gonna have a dick pop out of my you know my uterine just, wall. It just feels like I mean, I and I know this isn't and I don't have any experience with this. I'm just saying that I feel like I'm sitting on a stick shift or something. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work, and I'm like you know and. You know, listen, when you've been married for as long as we have, or even as adventurous as I am, I'm willing to try anything once. But mostly, it's like the chocolate syrup thing. I'm getting up and going, no, this isn't going to work for me. I'm going to go take a shower. I need to take a shower. I'll do it for a few minutes if that's, you know, really what they want to. My biggest fear doing that one or anything that opens the va- vaginal hole too wide yes. is I'm afraid I'm going to queef. <laughs> And so you know what that's true, and it is an odd fitting. Well, because it's it's it's, it's reverse. It's kind of like opening up the area. Oh, you know, you know what? It kind of makes my butt pucker just thinking about doing well, you it. You don't put it in your butt. No, but. I know that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's just this. It just doesn't. It can't possibly. Well, I don't think it feels all that great. 
personally. It doesn't feel good at all. I don't. I mean, I mean I'm sure there are women going, "Oh, you guys are crazy," but no, I just I don't find it at all at all alluring or erotic. And I mean, anyway, I, maybe if you're doing it with someone who has like a micro penis, well, if, if you have a lipstick penis, then I suppose yeah, it's fine. That might then work, it but probably helps the anyone situation. Of any kind of you know substantial girth is you know it's not gonna not gonna be great i'm just you know and it's always and i'm just so um honest in those situations i'm like you know what this is just so inappropriate i just can't do it i'm sorry and he's like oh it's okay it's okay it's like no really i'm done with this so yeah so then i do the awkward slide off you know trying to that's that's the part that's always weird is whenever you're changing positions oh god you know and it's the awkward slide off or like, you know, the pull out with like the queef or the and I'm just like, you know, I can't handle any of these. Things. I know. Like, why it's like the backing just, up. It's just the backing up with noise. what we know. Can we I just mean, do what's normal, please? You know, I mean, I'm fine with. So this well, so this thing was t- talking about like places, places. you've done it or, okay. you know, I don't know. Not not necessarily positions. Well, I will say this much. I'm not I don't I've done it and I and I've never ever been glad I did it. Anything involving water. Ever. Uh, Spa, pool, ocean. Yeah, I've lake. done that before. You know what? It's... I was dumb once and I actually did it in the Wait, was it the sea? Was it really the sea? You did it in the was ocean. It the ocean? I must have been Do you know what kind of things you pushed up there? I didn't do it. You know why? Because it burned the salt water. Well, right. Yeah. I didn't do it. I know I didn't do it. I think I exposed my crotch to the sea and went, no. I'm trying to think if I've ever done it out. It must have been on my honeymoon or something. That's the only time I ever would have done something so foolish. Would have been on my honeymoon when I was drunk in love. I'm trying to think if I've done it in the outdoors. I have. I did it on the beach once at the lake. I don't think I I have. didn't like it. I got sand in my crotch. I didn't well, like right. it. I mean, I, I it was everywhere, imagine. and it wasn't comfortable. I mean, the only thing I could think of is like you know you were hiking somewhere and you were like leaning over a rock or something, and they did it from behind. That <laughs> you know what? I'm always concerned okay. about snakes and things, oh. uh, or or ants or bugs. I remember. You know what? And the one thing I know, um, I've been camping a couple of times, more than okay. a couple of times back in the day when I thought it was impressing anybody. Now I know better, and I hate it, but. <laughs> Every single time, and it's been with a, a guy, they want to have sex. Sure. In the in camping. And I'm like, it can't happen, and I'll tell you why. There's no shower available. There's What am I supposed to do? Pull up my long johns and run to the outhouse and clean myself up? Well, they would just have to, like, pull out or wear a condom. Yeah, I mean. it's it's there's nothing pleasant about camping sex. I know that I'm probably in the minority. I don't care. It's not happening. And, and don't even think about it two or three days in. Like, don't even think about it. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I'm thinking if I go camping, two days is about as long as I'm going to be going camping. I think I've slept. I think I've camped for two days. Have you ever done it in a car? Oh, God, yes. And I've been caught in a car. God, isn't that uncomfortable? Well, it was a hatchback. So they had this, we had like a a big back seat with, it was like a two-seater and the back seat kind of laid flat. So there was a lot of flat room. Oh, okay. I've definitely had sex sitting on somebody doing the you know where i'm on top sitting yeah uh not comfortable no one ever yeah comes i've that done way. that one you know what was so funny is after we were done i looked around i'm like we literally fogged up the windows oh gross and <laughs> like, i've done that i've done that i just thought it was kind of funny yeah but then and gross at the same time where did you lo- oh wait you lost your virginity in a bed so did i yes i did did yeah. you have you ever given roadhead yes 
I have. Isn't that awkward with like the emergency like thing and the yeah right there. I have done it not to completion because I'm a little nervous about. Well, I mean, uh, I would never running in you know like car accidents and whatnot. Who can orgasm and drive? That's weird. I wouldn't put it past any guy to be able to do that if they wanted to. Yeah, that's probably but true. But yes, no. Yes, I have done that. I always was afraid I was going to get my head stuck under the steering wheel. It's not comfortable. No. Well, none of these things are comfortable for girls. <laughs> it's like you're, it's true. It's why we don't, in, you know, we didn't invent it. We didn't invent all of these creative ways. Yeah. I'm yeah. Pre- you know what? I prefer a nice fluffy bed with nice clean sheets, nice lighting, clean. Everyone's clean. Smelling good. That's my idea. Super, you know, my legs are shaved. I'm landscaped. I've got good makeup on. My hair's done. Everything's great. It's nice. There's a cool breeze. That sounds sounds like a lot. But, well, I know you said (laughs) that Daryl has the fantasy of you vacuuming naked for whatever reason. I know, and I don't get it. Is that, like, the number one thing, the vacuuming naked? (sighs) Oh, God. God only knows what goes on in his pervy little brain. I, know, I have right? no idea. God, I have no idea what. I wouldn't even want to know what, what he kind of disgusting things he's thinking of. Well, Victor's pretty simple. Like, he likes, <laughs> he's always liked it because I've mostly worked all the time. And mm. so he liked it when I was working. He would get home later than I did. So, like, a couple nights a week, he would ask if I would keep my work clothes on and my heels. Oh. I see. He likes the uh, working woman. He definitely likes that. And his, I think, big fantasy would be if I had like an office or something like that. Mr. Todd, I need to see you immediately. Yeah, something. Take a memo. like that. (laughs) And I'm sure he's not so unique. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure that Daryl would love to have sex in his office. I think I even threatened that to him once. I'm like, hey, let's, ha- let's do it in your office. He goes, I have glass doors. Everyone can see really? everything. Like, I mean, th- talk about something that would get you fired, but. Oh, God, right? So I've never done it at work, ever. Uh, have Daryl and I ever done it at work? I don't think we ever have, actually. No, never we done together, it at work. I think the most dangerous place or the most daring place I've ever done it was in a dressing room. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's Randy. Yeah. Where pretty- was this at? Uh, what store? It was at Sunrise Mall. We were at. <laughs> were you at like Hot Topic or something? It wasn't Miller's. Out, it's not Miller's Outpost anymore. It's a. Uh, oh my god. Anchor Blue or Anchor Bay or. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, it's basically Miller's Outpost back and in the day. So Contempo Casuals. Did you have sex in Contempo Casuals? Or? No, no, it's not. No, it's not like Bath we, and you Body know, Works went up to a bunch of places. Yeah, we did right <laughs> on the sink right there that they have for you to wash your hands. Right. No, we went into the dressing room and. And I think it was a co-ed dressing room at the time. Oh, because they were cool. They were too cool. Right. So everybody... And they were playing really loud music. Oh, so you got away with it. So Interesting. we, we Interesting. got I'm our... Interesting. Dangerous. God. I can't... You know what? I, I can't think of anything dangerous. I can't think of uh, where... Oh, mm. Oh, you know what? What? I did have... Well, I didn't have sex in an office, but I gave a blowjob blow in an office. Yeah, I'm 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 leaning towards I did that at some point. I'm sure I have. Maybe I did do it in a public bathroom once. I'm almost sure of it. Oh god. I hey, I didn't say it was classy. I said that I did it. I'm trying mm. to remember something about the state fair also comes to mind and I don't know exactly what specifically. Oh, once I got caught having sex in a church parking lot. That's bad. I That's know. Really and the, and you know what was worse is it wasn't even a security guard. It was a church member. 
And they drove up. It was like one o'clock in the morning. And they and apparently we were not original. And a lot of people were doing it there because it was a big parking lot with a lot of trees and there was a lot of privacy at night. Oh. <laughs> and they came up in their car. Hey, this is a church. Families come here. Get out of here. We're like, oh my God. It was Sorry. like felt terrible. Well, I didn't feel that terrible, but I was like, good Lord. Can't, how is a bitch supposed to get laid? I was like 18. You know, was, we had nowhere to go. That's I'd be the curious problem. to see like the most creative place someone's ever had sex. If you're so inclined, please uh, email us or Facebook us and let us know <laughs> the most uh, unique place. I bet you Stephanie's had some pretty uh, randy sex. Unique. Maybe. Yeah. I'm what? not Maybe. sure. Who knows? It's probably Allison would be the one that would oh, shock God. us. Oh, God. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I actually made that comment the other day when someone said something about, like, two people having sex. I'm like, I don't really want to think about that. They're like, why? And I'm like, well, they're just so both unattractive. It's just... <laughs> I can't think of any other... Uh, random or wild places that i've no, gone or anything. i can't either oh you know oh god i don't want to say it publicly but i'm going to <laughs> i had coitus in our mother's room <gasps> shut up it was a long time ago okay it was a long time ago i was but a child i cannot i was a young that. young adult I cannot I believe that. That's Don't like tell her. Why would I? Yeah, that's just going to come up in conversation. <laughs> hey, you never know with our family. I'm just saying. Don't no, say anything. I will not tell us all. We'll only tell, you know, the the, the 5,000 people that the listen. The download show every month. <laughs> yeah. Okay, everyone. All 5,000 of you. Don't say Don't anything. Don't tell my mom. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> God. Well, gosh, you know what? Think about, you know what? Your children are going to be grown one day, and then you'll have to think of, what if they did it <gasps> in your bed? Ooh, I didn't do it on her bed. I did it on the floor in her room, because I wouldn't do it oh, on the bed. That's... Yeah, you know what? I Listen. did it in a closet once. What? Because I thought we had a guest over, <laughs> so we thought the closet was like the furthest, quietest place. Oh, dear. Because... I, I just don't because that's where you go when there's earthquakes. I have the gift of gab, and unfortunately, oh, yeah, that know. doesn't end. Even when someone I'm tells me too. to, even when someone tells me to be quiet, I just don't know how. I have to cover my mouth. You have to physically. Cover your own mouth. I physically have to. Cover I've my put mouth. my face in pillows before. I literally cover my mouth because it's I. Hey, it's sex. I should be able to do whatever I want, you know, but I for remember that I have children. And if we happen to be, oh, I don't know, at Daryl's parents' house or something, then, you know. Why is it that whenever you go, so, like, not just you, but people in general, like, when you go somewhere to visit somewhere, you have to, you like, get, you, like, get randy. I don't know I don't why know. that happens. But you know what? Daryl gets really randy when we go to family members' homes. Okay. I don't know he, why. He's got some issues. We did it one time. <laughs> I don't know if I should be talking about this, but we did it one time in Victor's parents' motorhome. Oh, God. They weren't in it, were they? No, but I think his sister was. Oh, God. But motorhomes, we had the little like saloon doors shut. But, oh, well, then. You so know, that makes it all right. No, I just remember telling shut. Victor that he had to be very, very quiet. And then it didn't last long at all. <laughs> of course not. Once once you put any kind of parameters on it, once it's naughty, I know. it's like it's true. instant insta-cum. It doesn't matter. 
That is so funny. Spinderella cut it up one time. One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the Ugly Truth Lip and Clip. To do that, the Uggs know you have to have the right stuff and be ready for anything. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link. And now back to the Ugly Truth. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Okay, I'm not giving myself a whole lot of credit, but I was at the grocery store the other day and there was a guy there and you never know when, okay, I've been around on this earth long enough to know when a guy is remotely attracted to me. I mean, it happens. I know. give off the vibe. It's shocking to some, but yes, some men are attracted to me. And so I'm standing at the deli counter and I'm getting turkey. He has his daughter with him. Actually, yeah, his daughter and his son with him. They were younger and I can hear, I can feel him. I can feel his vibe you know how you can feel people you could just feel their energy yeah you know okay so i can feel him and i didn't even i didn't i never even looked at his face until later but you know how sometimes guys they kind of overact a bit they're like yes you know here we are at the deli counter everyone you know it's like over talking so the deli lady want to make sure that you they got your attention right so the deli lady goes hi how can i help you today how are you today and he goes we are great (laughs) <laughs> and he put like his hands on his hips we are great and we're going to have some hand today and i'm like i'm leaving and i just walked off and did whatever and then of course shockingly he's in line behind me when it's time to check out right still not i've still not even looked at his face because i'm just not interested obviously i'm not interested <laughs> so i'm in line and I'm paying, and he's doing the same thing. He's like, well, we're going to have a great week today, aren't we, kids? And I'm like, who are you? Like, what are you? Are, are you, Clark Griswold? Kids, right. What's going on? So I turn, and I'm like, all right, I got to see this jokester's face. So I turn and look. He's a very tall person. Okay. And I and he's built fine. And I look, and his face looks like he got hit with a pan. And I turn <laughs> and I look, and I was like, I literally felt my face going, Never in a million years, buddy. Never. <laughs> and I was like, uh I mean, I remember being physically repulsed, going, I feel sorry for people like you because I don't I know you were just like being yourself and trying to be create some kind of like fluffing his peacock feathers so I could see that he existed, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, this peacock isn't interested. <laughs> I wish someone know? would fluff their peacock feathers for me every now and then. It doesn't happen often, but, you know, it does happen, you know? I mean, I like, I, you know, I get excited when I get carded, but, you know, shit, I'd like to get checked out, too. Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> and I'm like, stop staring at me, pig. But no, I didn't do that. I was like, well, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of flattered, I suppose. Even the ugly guys, well, you know, have you. their moments. Good for you. Okay, so last thing (laughs) is we said death, sex, and other stuff. Okay, I want to tell you about this because I literally made Daryl speechless. Okay. Now, I do it regularly anyway, but I genuinely, like, he didn't even know. He's like, even this is, is beyond the pale for me, apparently. Okay. I had watched something on television where... A lady had was married and she got into an accident and she had amnesia and she lost her memory. She did not realize that she was married. And so this guy went like above and beyond to have her fall in love with him again. And they got remarried. Okay. 
And so I turned to Daryl and I said, hey, if uh, if I ever got amnesia and I didn't remember that we were married, would you just like cut your losses and start fresh? Like you would you would see like a, a chance to like I start over? him like that. Or would you would you try really, really hard to get me to fall in love with you again? And he looked at me with his mouth open. He's like, I don't even know. He's like, why do you ask me things like this? I don't like, know why what? you ask him things like that. Well, because I ask myself those questions. I think that's what it is. It's like, what I? How hard would I work to get you to fall in love with me again? Like, would I do that? I would for a while, but what if it didn't work? Well, I mean, you're still his caretaker. You're still his oh, wife. So God. I mean, I guess I'd have to. You, you're responsible for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm responsible for him. Yes. And I mean, as long as they, true. you know. Nothing was damaged as far as like you know their frontal lobe, as far as their personality or something like that. Like they turned then into some I'm sure, screaming animal. I'm sure they would have no problem having feelings for you again. You know, in a short <laughs> period of time, especially if people tell you like this is your wife, and they're like, oh okay, so you know that's just what they believe. Yes. Well, I mean, look, I sometimes you just need to clear the air and find out where they lie. And I was just curious, and he said that he would absolutely. Well, he actually. You know what? He never answered me. So there you have it. Well, I don't think I ask Victor questions like that. I don't know why I ask questions like this. I guess I want to know where I stand all the time. I ask him the questions about like, you know, if I was like horribly disfigured and missing arms and legs and things like that, would you still want to be with me? And I, you know, I'd be like, because I wouldn't fault you if you didn't want to. I've asked those questions as well. You can put me in a home and just let the kids take care of me when they're older. I just told. And he usually tells me, he's like, Paula, why do you talk? (laughs) Like, that's what he says to me. What I told Daryl was that if he ever became incapacitated to the point where he could no longer walk (laughs) or anything, that I would do everything except change diapers you wouldn't wipe his butt? No. I'd pay someone to do it. Because well, um, if he was yeah. in that kind of situation, realistically, we'd probably have some money coming our way for something. You'd need so. a daily nurse anyway. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I but don't... like, would you dress his bed sores and everything like that? Oh, and... God. You know what? You know I would. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Because we've had those conversations where, you know, if he's in the coma or whatever, you know, <laughs> at what point do you pull the plug? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I I would I would not want to be in a coma I, for very long. I mean, if there was some brain activity, I would feel like I was just trapped in, like, you might as well bury me alive at that point. If there was some I would brain activity, it. I'd want him to write it out just to see, like, if it oh, looks yes. like I'm going to come back. But if I'm not, forget Time it. Time to call it a day. But with him, like, you know, he says, even if there's brain activity or whatever, he's like, he just, he doesn't want to live like that. You know what? Honestly, if I was paralyzed from the neck down, I wouldn't want to live like that either. That would be quite a struggle to have just one, just my head moving and well, talking. you ask any man, if they lose their ability to have an erection, they'd oh, rather God. just be dead. Yeah. It's like, just take me, take me with it. Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And you know, <laughs> it's funny because you think about it, you're like, women don't mind. They're like, hey. If, if whatever works for you. It's not you like know. we want our vagina lips with us. Yeah, it's like know. I don't need, I mean, I would miss orgasms for sure. But, you know, if, if I'm married and my husband can still have sex with me, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd, so. I'd have to find it. God, that would be really, that would be gut-wrenching though, not to be able to have orgasms. Oh my God. Well, only if you literally still had some urges. But I mean, if you literally felt nothing down there, oh, you know, God. if it felt like your elbow then 
you wouldn't be missing anything. I would maybe, I would. You know what? It would be fine if I was like paralyzed from the neck down at like the age of 10. But I know what it feels like to have sex. And I know what it feels like to have a really well, good orgasm. Still having sex, just maybe not orgasms. That is not an option. Well, I would just be grateful that I would still have the ability to have sex. I would be grateful that someone would lay on top of me. Because God only knows what my body would look like paralyzed from the neck down for five years. I would think that you would actually get slimmer. <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. I mean, Unless think about most people in steroids. wheelchair. Their little frail legs, they have to put blankets on it to stay warm. And you know everything. what? You're right. That's true. Although Daryl would be devastated if he accidentally broke my hip or something. Well, that'd just be... I think he'd be in a lot of trouble with a lot of people if that happened. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, hey, no more reverse cowgirl for you, buddy. Yeah, really, I'd be walking... None into of the, that! I'd be walking into the hospital and I'd be like, you sick fuck, what'd you do? <laughs> You'd be like, what did you try to make her do? Oh, uh, really? She's it's not true. your 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 blow-up toy, you know, your <laughs> rag you doll. About? She said I could do it, she didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'd be like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh so speaking of not caring um we didn't we this happened after we recorded last week but blake shelton and miranda lambert are divorced and apparently okay. their divorce there's, is like final final it's, the, it's yeah, done there's apparently no waiting period in oklahoma, oklahoma. like it's once like, the judge signs off on it then it's like done it's like divorced you're divorced yeah <laughs> it like, took God. it took literally all of two weeks like that's- yeah, there was a two-week waiting period because they had settled out their assets already because they had prenups and no children, and it was just a done deal. So what do you think it is? Okay, so first of all, unfortunately, uh, the, the exception to the rule uh, with mistresses is that they stay together forever. That never happens in real life. The You never – there's never a happily – there's rarely, I should say – rarely a happily ever after when a mistress and the husband who was married get married and they and it works out forever well usually because the husband cheats again that's right it's always always on the table if they have cheated to be with you there is a really good chance that they're going to do it again because it's an option right now so there is a girl she's 25 and her name is katie something and i can't remember her name she's a singer um, she's a brunette, very, very tiny. She started, there has been some underlying rumors that she has been fucking around with Blake Shelton for a while, like a couple of years. Oh. And she started quoting some cryptic tweets the day that they uh, announced their divorce. Something like, you know, st- stupid crap that that dumb young girls do when right. they're trying to express themselves like, you know, it's always been you all these years. You shut off the light, blah, 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 kind of garbage. Or it's like, you don't know, don't say, you know, the negativity will not get to me. You don't understand, you know, where I'm coming from and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, you know what, mistress? Shut up, first yeah, of all. really. This is not about you. And, you know, Miranda Lambert is powerful enough that she Very. can squash you. So mm-hmm. shut up, dummy. And hey, Blake, if he's the one that was screwing around and then it just kind of fell apart, just don't get married anymore. Stop well, marrying your mistresses. They're, they're trying to say that she was the one that had an affair, like a lengthy I know. affair with someone. I know. 
Not not Chris Young, but okay, someone he, else. Because like he, he had to say something publicly. Well, because there was a lot of rumor, and he yeah. said that he doesn't normally address those things, but he did right. not have an affair with Miranda Lambert. I did but, read about um, that. Yes. They were on tour together, and I think that's where it came up. But I think what it is is I think um, – they said that there was a musician. Mm. Um, so it could be, you know, like a guitar player, you know, a keyboard well, player whatever. or some, mm-hmm. you know, someone right. not necessarily famous that, you know, she spent a lot of time with that maybe she did have an affair or maybe she didn't. I really know. I mean, the thing is, I don't is know. four years isn't really a long time to no. to. I mean, in my opinion, no, it's not to establish, you know, all these uh relationships or all all the stuff but it sounds like that they've been living separate lives for quite some time yeah because they're both on tour all the time well and he works on um that show the voice right the voice he's in la constantly so it sounds like they didn't they didn't spend a lot of time together it could have been that maybe they just you know grew apart or he grew apart from her he's just kind of like eh, whatever and yeah. i don't think her weight had anything to do with no it. it didn't but you know the thing is is when women do a dramatic body change mm-hmm. there it's usually motivated by something and yeah. you know realistically he fell in love with her when she was bigger and curvier yeah. so i don't necessarily but you know when you are watching your husband hobnob with the likes of christina aguilera and all these little hotties in la constantly that would motivate someone to go, maybe I need to look more like that, you know, because, you know, he's, he's known for his wandering eye. And, you know, these girls that he's rumored to have fooled around with are tiny, little, little, tiny, tiny bodies. So I'm not I'm not saying I mean, we don't know. I mean, obviously, and we will never likely know. But um, there have been a, a lot of um PR about how it was Miranda, shockingly, from his people saying, you know, she was the one that had the affair and mm-hmm. uh, she didn't want kids. And, you know, there was all these bl- these blaming rumors that are kind of floating around. But the reality is everybody knows that Blake Shelton fools around. Right. And it's been a rumor. And it's not just a rumor. It's founded many times, not to mention he married his mistress. And so. Well, and it sounds like. You know, she's pretty broken up about it. She is. I guess, I guess a couple days before they even announced their split. She cried she on was, stage. She was at a concert, yeah, and she was about she was singing um, The House That Built Me. Right. Which is supposedly a song that he was supposed to sing. He wrote it. But, but she stole it from him, right? No, he wrote it and he gave it to her. And so um, she bro- she started breaking down when she was singing that song. And that's... That shows someone who truly has their heart broken. Well, and not only, and then the uh, he apparently there's some. I saw some photos um, the day uh, before they announced the divorce. He was in a bar singing Chris, uh, not Chris Young. Um, what is that guy that? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Who's that guy that um, I saw at the Dixon County Fair? He's but really super buffed and he has long blonde hair. Um, Trace he, Atkins. Trace Atkins. He was singing Trace Atkins songs. And then he bought everybody a shot and he goes, well, they're like, what, what should we, what, what should we cheer to? He's like, to divorce. Yeah. And, so you know. clearly he's not upset about it. He's handling it his way and she's handling it her way. But yes. And it, you know what? It's sad. It's always sad. Well, I think we've bored everyone to death. I think we should move on to our ugly and awkward moment. Go ahead. 
as I've mentioned, Victor works nights, and so sometimes um, I'll take the kids out to visit him, and um, we'll bring him a coffee. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Is this the one where you make, make faces in the camera? No, it's not. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was the same night, but it wasn't oh, the same thing. Oh, go on. Usually, you know, Starbucks is closed, so we'll have to go to, like, McDonald's or something like that, and I'll let the kids get a milkshake. So... We go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, you know, we place our order and they say, okay, you know, blah, 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 first window. So we pull up to the first window and then the lady's got the earphones on and she looks at me and she says, hold on. And so I'm just kind of fiddling with my purse and stuff like that. And then there's a, was a car behind me. And so all of a sudden I hear her stating the order. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so weird. And she's like, what? I'm all, the car behind us literally ordered the same exact thing we did. And she says... No, actually, I was reciting your order to you so you knew just to verify that it was what you had ordered. I'm like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) I felt like such a dummy. Like like, she must have thought I was like the dumbest person. I'd be like, "Uh, ma'am, have you had any alcohol this evening? (laughs) Well, I just was confused because she had told me to hold on. And so I thought she was like taking another order or something. Oh, but what and she was so, doing was re- re- getting your order and reciting she, Right, she was you. reciting it to me. And, and, and it wasn't even like I said, that was the worst part is I'm like, wow, well, they literally almost ordered the same thing. Like almost. Like almost. I, somehow I thought that <laughs> there were a few items exact. that were off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Instead God. of saying exact, so she, so I handed her my card, and she was trying not to laugh, oh, you know, no. but she was like literally giggling because she just was thinking like, oh my no. God, how stupid are you? Nothing, you just don't pay attention. That's funny. You and then, thing. yeah, I know it was an off night because then that's when Clearly. I proceeded to go up to the camera and <laughs> stick my tongue out. You, you definitely took crazy pills that evening. I don't know what it was. God, that's funny. Okay, so mine was, uh, of course, at the beach. Of course. Um, so because we got to the beach so late, we I well. I decided that we were going to stay to watch the sunset because we got there at like 2.30 in the afternoon. And I said, no, we're staying till we, we're going to watch the sunset. And they're like, all right, no problem. Beautiful day. Well, it was about, well, I thought it was like 5.30. Well, the sun, it's summer and the sun doesn't set till like 8.30. Yeah, it's late. It's really late. I had no idea. So I said, you know what we should do is we should pack everything up. So all we have after the sun sets is just like a blanket and then we can just, you know, walk up to the beach. We don't have to try to lug all of our stuff in the almost dark, you know, when we're leaving. Okay, right. no problem. Well, Daryl and I decided to do it because the girls were playing. So we pack everything up. Now, on the Sonoma coastline, the uh, trek to get up to where the cars are parked is significant. It's not a little ramp. Right. It's steep. And it's, you know, if you're not in shape... It's really, really hard. It's yeah, it's it's hard on the body and it and is. You don't want to be the asshole that stops though to take a break. Like you wanna keep going. No, and there's there are they've created stairs with like logs and stuff, right. but it's they're very steep and you're literally climbing up a very steep hill. Well, I I mean, Daryl and I are in sh- fairly in shape and so we weren't struggling per se, but we had, you know, going up once is enough. And then coming back down, it's somewhat of a relief, but not really because you have to kind of keep your balance because it is steep. So we go up, my legs are wobbling and I'm like, oh my God, that was brutal because you're not walking up by yourself. You have handfuls of things with you. So we're going back down to the beach. Now there's two ways to, okay, there's three ways to go down this hill. You can fall down the hill 
or you can take the ramp and then go down the, the logs. Now there's another option where you can kind of scooch down the hill in sand because it's just, I thought it would be less difficult. So I decided that instead of using the stairs and the ramp, I would just use the hillside that was just sand. And I would just kind of clomp down myself and be... Because we're coordinated enough. Yes, because I have no problem. You know, there's no risk of me at all doing anything foolish going the alternate route. So Daryl's like, what what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go down this side because it's going to be faster. And I'm just going to scooch my scooch myself down on this hill of sand. He's like, why are you going to do that? I'm like, it's going to be fine. It'll be fine. So I start making big clumps because now the sand is very deep and very warm. And so now I'm making very large strides trying to get down this sand. And I'm like up to my knees falling over on the sand trying to get down the hill and I look like a cartoon you know those cartoons where they have like really long legs and tiny bodies and their legs that was me and there were families who were trying to get up the hill watching me careen down this sandy hill right be ridiculous yes but here's the problem though is that that was me by the way that I didn't fall over luckily but it was there was sand flinging everywhere and um it was awkward, completely awkward. And of course, Daryl beat Daryl beat me down the hill anyway. Well, he had to to make sure that you know he didn't have to catch you or something if you, I know. you started tumbling. I know. And the thing is, it's like it's just like when I was when I'll be at a store and there'll be a display. I go, you know, if I touch this one thing, I know this thing's gonna fall over, and so I'll touch it, and it falls over, <laughs> and it falls over everywhere. That's happened to me more than once, actually. Which I don't know why I do that, but I do it. So, did you get sand in all your parts? Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, when I got home and took a shower, I'm like, why do I have all this sand coming out of me? Because oh, I decided I to swim because downhill I in sand. Thought I was going to hike. Yeah. It was, it was not the good. It was not good. Ridiculous. Well, luckily, I mean, this is a pretty light, ugly, and awkward moment this week because, you know, every once in a while we, we actually get through a week without being completely ridiculous. Yes. <clears throat> so and if the good. lady at McDonald's is listening, I apologize for my stupidity. <laughs> yeah, well, you definitely won this week, that's for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. That makes me feel a little redeemed. Because <laughs> you won, won 100 points. Yay! Woohoo! So, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to yet another supersized episode of The Ugly Truth. Yes. We appreciate you listening and also liking our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Yeah. And then also doing some shopping on The Ugly Mall. Uh, we appreciate all of those gestures. We look forward to having you back next week. Oh. Yes. I forgot to tell you. Um, actually, producer Deb and I are going to see Adam Carolla on Saturday. Ooh. I forgot it was this weekend. It's already here. Wow. I am told that we have meet and greet. So I'm hopeful that I will get to say hello to Mr. Corolla. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, here's the thing. Daryl goes, well, no, we're going to meet him. And Daryl goes, yeah, we'll, we'll meet him. We'll get a picture. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing any photographs. He's like, why? He goes, that's what he does. I'm like, that's not what I do. I don't do that. You have to do something. He's like, what do you mean? I said, look. I want some, I want a moment with him. I want to say hello. I want to, there's a few things that I would like to talk to him about. Not about the podcast necessarily, but there are a few things we have in common that I would like to discuss. 
I am not getting my picture taken. You understand this is his show, not yours. You don't well, get to call the shots. For five minutes, it's my show. This oh. is my time. Isn't this our time, Mr. Hand? Well, I hope it I hope <laughs> it works out to the way you hoped. I am not doing the photograph thing. I'm not doing that. I don't need to do that. I don't need proof that I met the person. I'll do a selfie, but I'm not, you know. All right. I'm not letting some rando take my photo and post it on Facebook and me look like a big whale. <laughs> Here I am. No. I've, I've yet to see. I'm serious. I have yet to see one photograph that has been taken in an Adam Carolla meet and greet that was reflective of how of the beauty of these people. OK, they're full front face forward. Bad light flash. No, it's not no. happening. Okay. Not happening. No. Nope. Well, then we look forward to next week. The recap of yes. uh, your meeting with uh, Mr. Corolla. Yes. And uh, so we look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, everyone have a fabulous week and we'll see you next time. Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.